Well, hey, everybody. You know the drill. This is Float On, the podcast that gives you guidance and insight and seeing more beauty along the river ride that is life. You can't go back. You can only learn and move forward. I'm your host, Daily Jean, and I'm so pumped to be here learning along with you as we inevitably float on. So hey, 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 I hope today is treating you kindly and that you're doing well. I spoke with the founder and president and director of up-and-coming Toronto organization, Wow Toronto. Her name is Monique Burke for this episode. This one really envelops a lot. Her journey, overcoming trauma, accepting challenges rather than giving up, and leading to serve others, which I think is huge when it comes to being a leader. It's all about serving others. Monique brings forth a wealth of knowledge through personal experience, as well as graduating from college and community outreach and development program in 2014, where she gained insight in some of the challenges that women face when it comes to rape and sexual assault. Her passion for empowering women has become her niche. Her abundant support family and friends, including her partner, whom she's known for 23 years, has been her rock. Her mother, who has been her confidant during some of the hardest times, inspires her to show courage and bravery, which is what other survivors need to see. I really enjoyed my conversation with Monique. Just so much good stuff came out of it, and I really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into my conversation with Monique Burke, the founder of Wow Toronto. So hi, Monique. How are you? I am doing awesome. Besides this current pandemic that we're living in right now, I am a bud waiting to be grown. So, Oh, girl, I love that expression. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the spring buds outside, you keep right? looking at them. And like, exactly. All of a sudden you go out one day and you're like, whoa, leaves. <laughs> I have this baby birch tree out front. It was a big birch tree when I bought it. It was probably like eight feet tall maybe and then we moved we bought a house like that following winter and I was like I'm bringing my birch tree with me so I read online that you can pack them up like winter is actually the best time because they're dormant so I brought it to my new house planted it in the front yard and the winter came and it was winter of 2018 we had like frigid like 20 below I mean it was crazy and it killed the tree right so the next spring I'm like oh dang this thing I'm probably gonna have to get a new one so the day I go out there to cut it down thinking like it's done though there's this little tiny sprout right <laughs> coming out of the base and I was so happy I was like oh my gosh my tree is so resilient I love it so I cut away the dead part and so now it's like probably back to like I don't know three and a half t- feet tall it's, it's getting back it's getting back that's good but that's my story about spring resiliency yes we need it. All right. So you ready to dive in today? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. I'm so excited. So Monique, tell me a little bit about some of the important moments that you had in your life that kind of pointed you to the fact that you were a lifelong learner. I would say my mom, she's been my rock from since day one. Through all the trials and tribulations we went through um, when I was a baby and everything, she's just this powerhouse. And like, I feel like I see her in her Beyonce every day. Like, it's just, right? Like, it's just awesome. And it just kind of like, it's like, you know, when a a person has this like positive aura, it just kind of bounces off of them. And that's what happens. That's me right now. Like, I'm just throughout everything. I'm still smiling, right? Yes, you do have a positive, like I can totally, I feel it. Yes, yes. For the listeners on the line, we can see each other. We're Zooming, so... But I feel, I feel, you got a good, good vibe too. I'm enjoying it already. 
That's so great that you had such a good relationship with your mom. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who have parents that are present, but maybe not as emotionally connected or nurtured. And it's such an important part to your well-being, you know, and I can kind of even relate to that. Like, I feel like my biological parents, I wasn't emotionally as close to as I was my grandparents, who I spent a lot of time with. Mm -hmm. And even still to this day, my dad lived out of state growing up and stuff. It's just it's sort of a strained relationship on some levels you know so the fact that you had your mom like that and you guys were close and you still do you live near each other yeah we do I go I literally go to her house like every other weekend like oh my god I love that that's so (laughs) amazing that's so good and she's like your biggest cheerleader for sure yeah she is yeah tell me a little bit more about just like your journey and how you got to where you are and all that good stuff um so it's been tough it's been ups and downs and still to this day it's kind of ups and downs um in terms of I'm I'm new onto this entrepreneur world and you know, when you, it's kind of like a baby bird, you've never really, you don't have your legs yet and your wings and you don't know where to go, how to fly, how to get to that next uh, tree. And you need your mama to kind of help you get there. Right. And so I had to learn, I had a bunch of mama birds around me, including my own mother, but also other entrepreneurs that helped me succeed and grow and learn and teach me how to be successful. There is a high percentage of new startup companies that don't succeed past or don't date past you know three to five years in Canada so I want to I want to not I don't want to be a statistic right so I want to be figure out how to be successful and you know that resilience being resilient that resiliency I have in me I think that's really a really important trait to have because even through all the trials and tribulations you just push through it right and yeah I'm a person that I don't give up honestly it'll take I don't even know probably like an earthquake or something to come and stop me from doing what I want to do it's my passion to help women and nothing or no one will stop me from doing that I love that so much I can totally relate to that too I feel like I'm very persistent and tenacious if you will and I do feel like there has to be this level of inner drive when you're entering the world of starting something up and working with other people trying to learn along the way you know there's like other professionals and things you have to encounter in order to even get your business up and running and you have to know sort of what what is the framework what is the basic thing that I need to know in order to even like handle this exchange or whatever it is and it is an adventure you know every day is sort of learning you're actively learning like the whole time everything you're doing you're like okay this is the first time I'm doing this (laughs) I know I went through that with my podcast because I knew nothing about like sound production or microphones or anything and I was like okay I have this drive and I know this is a really good strong idea for a podcast to have people on it literally talking about that active state of lifelong learning that's something you that you really don't find in a podcast and so it was just like okay but now here's here's all the mechanics here's all the pieces that went into so tell us a little bit about your is it an organization it is right yes it's an organization nonprofit. okay yes tell us a little bit about it so i started in a year ago so it actually started during the pandemic so it was kind of like bittersweet that we had this pandemic because it kind of forced me to I was thinking to myself I was at work I have a full-time job right now and I'm at I was at work and I was like I hate my job I hate 
you know, working for people. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, I want to be my own boss. Like, I can yeah. be my own boss, right? And so I I knew like a couple of years ago, I did create a business plan for an organization to start a business for women who are sexual assault rape, rape survivors. And the reason is because I'm a rape survivor myself. So I said, I know I have a passion for helping women and I'm a rape survivor. Why don't I just put two and two together and yeah. kind of create something that for other women survivors that can benefit them for ongoing support because you know um this life in general is just it's a journey in itself and regardless of yeah. how much education or experience you have you're always learning and so oh yeah you need to have that support right um and so I kind of went from there and kind of did my research I did marketing research I got to figure out okay I don't really have any business experience. Like, do I need to go to school for it? But no, mm-hmm. my experience is my actually own personal experience. And that in itself mm-hmm. is important. And that could, be, yes. that could be a successful just by itself, right? So, oh yeah. Yeah. And so I took it from there and I think the rest is history. Like now today and a year later, I have my board members. I have all my, you know, I have everything up and running. I just hired my first HR, so director of human and resources so exciting yes so I am so happy uh she's she was so happy to come on board she does exactly she does value the mission and and what we're trying to accomplish with this organization and she does want to help see it grow to be something really successful and I'm I'm planning to establish uh this business by January 2022 so this whole year the rest of this year I'm like let's do this let's go that's so exciting that is such a you know when something is in its infancy I guess you could call it There's so much passion and excitement that goes into it. And for those of you who are listening, her organization, the nonprofit is called Wow Toronto. And she has a website, wowtoronto.org. And she's also on Instagram at wow underscore Toronto. So you should check it out, right? You have all this stuff up and running already. Yeah, that's so exciting. And I just feel like you're, there's, there's a lot of women out there who experience something traumatic. Yeah. And they cycle through it, you know, and they don't make that conscious choice to learn from it and to somehow create closure and move on. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, for for a lot of people out there are like, oh, well, you know, maybe you've never experienced that. How would you know? Trust me, trauma is trauma. Exactly. It can happen in all different ways. It can happen in all different instances. And at the end of the day, it is up to you Mm -hmm. to do your healing and to do that inner work to create that closure and to move on. And I think for you, you know, you're you're turning around and saying, you know what, I want to take this experience that I had and I'm going to patch up over it with this Mm -hmm. positive thing that I'm doing. You know, you're taking brick by brick and you're just building that wall and that foundation stronger and stronger for yourself so that you can honestly say, you know what, this is a part of who I am. It's a part of me, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing something with it. That's helping other people. Yes, exactly. And that is so powerful. It is so beautiful, Monique. I, and that's, I've just been so excited to talk with you because think that there's a lot of people out there who experience things that are traumatic Mm -hmm. And they do feel like they want to share. And then there's this level of like fear or hesitation, like, well, am I going to be judged or am I going to be held back somehow? Is it going to hold me back somehow? What happened to me? And the answer is no. Yeah. It's kind of like what you said. You're a bud just waiting to bloom. It's that. Yeah. 
it's exactly that. You're just a bud waiting to bloom. And it's it's all about how serving others can also serve yourself too. Exactly. You know, our tagline is empowered to soar. So I I love it. It pretty much the tagline says it all. Pretty much it's just giving back that power, that control that the women lost throughout their trauma and their experience and having some fun. Like, I mean, we we all go through trauma and and trials and tribulations in life. And I feel that it wears us down. And I feel that we need to kind of just remember that life should also be about fun and enjoying yourself because at the end of the day like we want to control it we don't want it to control us yes that's so powerful mm-hmm. and I've always said too it's like your life experience or anyone mm-hmm. not just you specifically but just in general your life experiences right they they sort of have this ratio that I always like to stick to it's like maybe 10 or 20 percent of, mm-hmm. of what is happening mm-hmm. and then there's the other 80 or 90 yes. percent of how you react to it and how you process it and what you choose to do with it yeah and it is the more powerful side yeah you know you can't you cannot control yeah. the world around you. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't wake up in the morning and have a plan, and then if that plan doesn't work out, yeah. you just say, "Well, hands up in the air." Exactly. Didn't didn't work out. Yeah. That's not life. Yeah. You know, you have to be ready for that adversity, and you have to be ready to be resilient and yeah. and overcome. Yeah, exactly. So the plan for the organization then is: Are you going to have like a center for women to come physically? Is this going to be something that is more like speaking events, or how? is it going to work? Yes, it will be uh, eventually have a physical location. Um, This is something that we think that is really important because I feel like, especially now, like everyone is just so Zoom fatigued. And so I want to be different and like, you know, actually have some physical interaction and there's going to be events. There's including like talent shows, bake sales, movie nights, like all of those things that shows the fun aspect of our service. And then we also will have like a 12 week workshop that does focus focus on trust and self-esteem building and a weekly group session. So we'll still focus on the trauma itself, but then we also yeah. want to incorporate just the fun aspect of it and meeting in, uh, other women um, that have gone through some same or similar because at the end of the day, nobody really knows what you've gone through unless right. you've gone through the same or similar as well. So I think that this shows that it would allow women to um, gain trust and be able to be open. So Gosh. yeah, so that's it. That's so powerful. I feel like too, when women or really anyone yeah. goes through something like that, it's so easy to feel so alone. Oh, yeah. And you are creating something in a space in Toronto, which I love, by the way. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but Toronto is one of my all-time favorite places <laughs> to visit. I used to go there like every year. Yeah. And then within the past, I want to say it was like maybe three years ago, yeah. we a friend of ours got married in Toronto because his fiance's family is from the area. Right. And so we went up there for a weekend and I was like, I want to come back for longer. I miss it here. Like I seriously used to just go up there and just hang out, right. shop around, do the subway, eat all the amazing food. And you know, the Chinatown there is like amazing. Yeah. I don't know if you, are you like in the city? I am in the city. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I'm going to have to call you and bug you when I come up next for time. Sure. We'll hang out and get some food. Oh my gosh. That's that's so great. But I just love the way that your vision of this thing is to create a true sense of community yeah. and a place where women can come and do normal things too, you know, like hang out, like you said, have bake sales, like yeah. do events, do different things. It's going to create that sense of almost like a sisterhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Gosh, it's awesome. I love it so much. And I feel like there's, you know, there should be this, uh, this approach in, in more places. Yes. Because we want to normalize this conversation. You know, it's yep. a part of lives of many, many people. Yep. And it's not something to be ashamed of. Of course, when it happens, it's traumatic and you have to process it in your own way. But yep. there is life after. Yeah. You know, yeah, we do want to eliminate that stigma that's attached to that. So that's why or not even eliminate, um, but at least reduce it. So if we can yeah. then reduce the stigma because like, you know, it's just when people talk about it or mention it, it's all like, oh, well, like we can't say it. it and everything like that. We don't want to mention that. And, you know, I, I was talking to a young woman recently and she said that she's a sexual assault survivor, but her friends that are in her, like her group of friends, they've also like a couple of them have encountered the same thing and they don't want to talk about it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, but why, you know, this needs to be talked about and addressed. Yeah. So, um, I think that education aspect of it as well yes. would be so important to have um, in the community. Oh, man. And even just like the whole idea of creating an environment and a space in time and then like also a physical space where women can go and learn how to communicate their feelings. I I feel like that's part of it, too, is that we experience these things that are so traumatic. And Mm -hmm. when we don't always experience trauma and then it just happens, there's this level of like, how do I even describe this in words? Yeah type thing it's a challenge for some people you know and for anyone out there listening like if you have if you have this experience and you're you're struggling this way just know that that's not like abnormal for you to not have the words to describe your feelings Mm -hmm. but it's important to find a space where you can start to unpack some of that yeah yeah you know and it's it's tough for women so for you I do have a question just for context you said you were an assault survivor, correct? Yeah. So how long was it for you where this horrible thing happened to you and then you decided, you know what, I'm ready to I'm ready to create this cause that's going to help other people? I would say it took a while because I was, uh, you know, not in denial, but I was kind of, it kind of was on the back burner. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I started realizing that my personal relationships were being affected by it and I wasn't acknowledging what happened to me. And I think it was, um, I was in the hospital a couple, uh, a few years ago. I had uh, ended up getting a blood clot um, in my heart and my lungs and the doctors, I could have died. And so I started thinking about like, (laughs) I was 30 at the time and I was like, wow, like that's a short time to be on this earth. So I said, you know what, let me take this experience of what happened to me and do something to say like, I want to live this life with no regrets. Right. So, and I don't want to be thinking shoulda, coulda, woulda. And so I said, you know what, let me take hold of what happened to me and start doing something about it. I went to school for community work. Um, I've always had a passion for women. So it was never something that I never wanted to do, but it was just kind of like, how do I go about doing it on my my own way? Um, and that's yeah. what I decided to take what happened to me and take advantage and, uh, and use that as a crutch or tool to start um, this this business. Wow, yeah. that's something. I love it. So it's just really, really powerful. And yeah. I feel like on so many levels, you're going to be able to relate to all these women that you meet. And I think that you will uh, emulate your own inner strength and power. Yes. 
to them. Yeah. You know, you have the potential to be so inspirational. And while this is your organization, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff you're going to be busy doing, sure. um, your level of connection to everyone who comes through those doors is going to be so authentic mm-hmm. and genuine. And it's just beautiful to know that you're working towards something that is truly like of purpose to you, you know, and that's the thing in life. I feel like living a life of purpose means you choose something yep. that you feel personally connected to yeah. and you want to serve others yep. in some way yeah you know i read this thing it was like sort of a short story or something on like social media and it was about a teacher who had a bunch of students he gave all the students a balloon right and told them to write their name on their balloon they all tossed them down and then he said and it, it was like a hallway full of balloons like this is like a lot of kids and they he said okay you have five minutes to find your balloon so all the kids were were searching, 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 searching. Maybe a couple found their own, but it was like really hard, you know? Then he said, okay, throw them all down. We're going to mix them up. Now this time I want you to pick up a balloon and then help the person find their balloon. Like call out their name or work together. And in under five minutes, everyone had their own balloon. Wow. It was just such a powerful thing to think through. Like, you know, if you only focus on your own happiness and you only focus on your own well-being, you're not going to get ahead in the ways that you would if you were focusing on the happiness of others as well exactly and it was so powerful it like struck me because okay one I'm a teacher I'm a high school teacher but two that's what this podcast is for me too you know I had my own mental health struggles just going through some really tough family dynamic battles like I don't really have a diagnosis I just was a helper (laughs) I mean she did tell me I had PTSD because of some of the traumatic things in my life but just I I want to help people right and I have found that this podcast has become that thing for me where I'm like, dude, I could have these conversations. One, like I can do episodes of my own. Yeah. I can have conversations with people that are super powerful like you. Yeah. The feedback I'm getting is like a level of fulfillment that I've never experienced before in my life because I'm helping people in the ways that I truly want to help. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where you're at with yeah. this. And it's going to be so, so fulfilling for you. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Monique, so tell me a little bit now about maybe the ways that you choose to continue to learn through life? I think it's just not being afraid to, you know, for construct with, uh, to receive constructive feedback. And that's whether it's professional or personal. I always, I embrace it. I look at self-love, self-care. Those are important aspects of, uh, for trauma survivors. I'm right now, uh, when it happened to me, I never, I was offered counseling and I didn't take it. But I decided like the last few months, I decided to um, connect and participate in a support group for uh, uh, survivors of trauma. And honestly, it's amazing. Like I never realized how much of like how much I've grown of just being Mm -hmm. myself and just learning whether it's through you know having supports of my family of my partner of friends and just being that like powerhouse that I know I can be and you know um obviously there's still things I need to work on like no one's perfect right but I embrace that and I said you know what that imperfection of me makes me makes up who I am as well so it's a part of me 
And so as long as I know it and I embrace it and I am taking steps to try and monitor and fix it, then that's all good. Yeah, that's great. I love that you actually went to because I feel like you're probably getting out what you want people to experience in your organization. You know, it's it's kind of learning that other side of the the other side of the tracks a little bit, you know, and I feel that way, too, with this podcast. Like, I don't think I would have started a podcast unless I went through two years of counseling myself. I went through, you know, EMDR processing and doing all these different things. And I feel that when you do that work, you gain a perspective in a way that people maybe who just are coping don't have. Exactly. And my counselor would always tell me like the work that you do on yourself is the hardest work of all. Yes. And I've seen that prove true in in your journey, in my journey, in everyone's journey that I talk to, that when you get to that point where you're like, I need to do this work on me, for me, that is the most challenging. It can be the most painful, you know, rehashing up old traumatic experiences can be very, very daunting and draining. But the healing process is payoff tenfold. Wouldn't you agree? I 10,000 percent agree. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's so great that you talk about constructive feedback, too, because I think that and I actually have an episode in my I'm trying to think of which one it was, but I definitely talked about, you know, taking advice from other people and especially people who, you know, have your your best interest in mind. Exactly. That's important. You yeah. know, you don't need to listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry yeah. on the street. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you have people who care about you and you know they have your back, yeah. listen to what they're saying. Yeah. Do you have to follow it verbatim? No. But it should become part of your mental toolbox, yeah. you know? Exactly. Think about it a little bit more. That's so great. So when, remind me again, and you may have said it, but I, I may have forgotten. You said the organization is slated to really launch when? January 2022. Oh my gosh. Okay, Monique, seriously though, you need to come back on and hang out with me. I want to know like, (laughs) and I want to come up to Toronto and like visit and just be a part of it. And oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Like This is my baby. The countdown is on. (laughs) Oh gosh, I'm so pumped for you. And I know that feeling too of like, it's been a long journey and you're getting ready to do this thing. That's that's just great. Yeah. Wonderful. So to anyone out there who maybe is dealing with like similar struggles or they feel like they are relating and connecting with you on certain levels while they're listening. What is some of the most valuable advice that you could give them? Oh, good question. Um, I would say don't give up. That's number one. Um, the giving up is the easiest thing to do. But, you know, I think pushing on and not uh, listening to the naysayers, that where you show that you can be, uh, shows the who you are as a person. And that allows them to see that, hey, you know, the end of the day, you know, um, she kept going on and you want to bring that aspect into the same, the same way that you are is the same way that you want to show that that's how your mission and vision is for your organization. Because the clients that come in and they, they don't want to see a founder that's of the bit of the organization not trying to work on themselves as well and mm-hmm. you know kind of like it's kind of like you you're you're not practicing what you're preaching so practice what you right. preach right and be that uh, resilient person that I know you can be also not afraid to ask for help if you need help because there are so much resources out there there are some that may not be available and, or maybe lacking in terms of accessing it but um, I'm pretty sure whether it's you uh, your friend 
friend or a family member, someone that you know might not might be able to refer you to someone or service that would be able to help you out. Um, but yeah, always that, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. You can't do everything alone. And I'm feeling that right now. That's why I had to hire a director of HR because I started feeling it and I was like, I need help. Like, yeah, I definitely need it because not asking for it, it'll start to affect you mentally, physically, emotionally. Right. And then that's where you don't want to go down that path. But the mm-hmm. third thing I think is not forgetting about, you know, just having fun because as we mentioned earlier, life can be so daunting and stressful. And there's all these bills, money, everything, like all these like things going on in life. But at the end of the day, I think if you can find that small percentage of hope or happiness, I think that will allow you to uh, move forward with what your, your main goal in life is. Oh, I love that. I love that. One point I wanted to bring up with you. I want to get your thoughts on this a little bit further, yeah. but you had mentioned that giving up was the easiest thing to do, sure. right? And while I agree, do you also feel that it's also in time difficult? Because it's really like you have to choose your heart, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you give up, yeah. you're not dealing yeah. and you're not healing and you're not moving forward. You're sort of like stuck in a space where you're like you had mentioned your relationships and yeah. things were suffering and yeah. things were happening and that becomes hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do the work, face it head on, mm-hmm. buckle up, yeah. get it done. Yeah. And then that's hard too. But there is another side to it. Exactly. You know, when you give up, there's, yeah. you're stuck on one side. Yeah. You don't get to see the other side exactly. until you overcome. Yeah. I agree. So do you agree yeah, on agree. that? I okay, agree. cool. Because I was like, I remembered you saying that. I'm like, ooh, yeah, it is easy to give yeah. up. But yeah. there's such a big but there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like you've done that. You know, you you could have so easily just sat back and been like, you know, I have this thing. I don't want to talk about it. Like you had mentioned, you had some people that you knew that don't want to talk about stuff. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that. It's yeah. so easy to just sit back and be like, I'm going to bottle this up. I'm going to put my smiley face on and pretend like nothing's happening. But it's going to eat at you. It's going to pull you back in certain ways. It's going to hold you down on certain levels. The minute you decide you're going to overcome that thing, there's nothing stopping you. (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like that's where you're at now. Like starting this organization. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, the sky's the limit, girl. I can do anything. You can do do anything or be anything you put your mind to. Like I, if I could, if I want to be the next president, I could do that. I love it. So question, does WOW stand for something? Yes. Watching over women. Um, Oh, I love it. I love I, it. I, I was just thinking, like, that. okay, in the future, like, could you not have like a Wow Cleveland and a Wow <laughs> New York City and a Wow, like, seriously, like, have like chapters, of Wow chapters all over the world, girl. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. taking over. Yeah, watch out, watch out, world. Monique's here. You better watch exactly. out. She's not playing around. And you got people behind you. You got your mom, and yeah. she's she's got her inner Beyonce, and yeah. she's emulated that and raised you with yeah. that. Yeah, that is so powerful. Yeah. You know, yeah. certain people don't have that. I know I mentioned this in the beginning, but it's like certain people have to choose to overcome, and they don't have the support that they, you know. And I'm thankful for my cheerleaders too. I have some cheerleaders in my life, and it's uh, it's one of those things you have to speak your appreciation to those people make them know that you see them yeah you know Mm -hmm. I love it gosh any final thoughts Moni um I really enjoyed this podcast just talking and I every time I talk about the organization or my business my future my goals I get so excited and happy and I really hope that you know all the listeners out there will definitely if you are going through this or have gone through it um you know find the necessary resources or 
health or reach out to us while Toronto and we can refer you to anywhere or we can help you as well. So yeah. Love that. Thank you, Monique, so much for your time. And seriously, I, I'm going to bug you in like a year. I want you to come back on and we'll talk about how things are going. Awesome. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. Thank you girls so much for being on. I Thank really appreciate you so it. so much. So hey guys, I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Monique. I know I did, and I just can't wait to follow her on her journey of continued growth and helping women in such important ways in the Toronto area. It'll be exciting to really see how things come to fruition with that and just the service that she's providing to these women. So amazing. As always, you can find more on Monique and any of my other guests in the show notes of each episode. Um, And also, you can find more on Monique's organization at wowtoronto.org. As I let you go, I want to relay a heartfelt thank you through the sound waves from my soul to yours. I always appreciate your time, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you love what you've heard, please leave me a review. Consider sharing this episode with someone who you feel may benefit. Head on over to floatonpodcast.com to add us on social media. And to see updates, I'm your host and producer, Dahlia Jean. And until next time, float on.